This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Dread. And not Judge it's, Dread, just Dread. All right, folks. Just in general. The theme. <laughs> yeah, just, just in general. Um, anyway, this movie came out in 2012, starring Carl Urban, Olivia Thurlby, Cersei Lannister. Um, General Hux. General yeah. Hux. General Hux. And uh, the guy from The Wire. I don't know his name. Uh, where is he on here? Wood Harris. Oh, God. Ed Harris. Wood. Yeah, yeah. Wood Harris. Wood. Woody Harrison. <laughs> Directed by. Why is this all messed up? Oh, IMDb, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. I don't think it was Steven Spielberg. Nora Ephron. There you go. Thank you. Armanda Sunday. Written by John Wagner. That's the characters, I guess, the comic book. Carlos Esquera, also characters. I, I'm going to stop reading this. You guys. I was really joking about the Nora Ephron thing. It was Pete Travis. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Uh, oh. All right. So this is based on the graphic novel or comic and, uh, I saw this, this is my pick, I saw this on DVD, like, two years after it came out, like, so just a couple years ago. Um, I, di- I never actually saw the original Judge Jed. it looked terrible, so this one I kind of wasn't interested in, but people kept telling me it's really good. I watched it, and I loved it. Um, very gory, very, like, 1980s action-ish. I love the fact that he keeps his helmet on the whole time. Um, so that's how I saw it. You guys in the theater, or no? Uh, did not catch it in the theater. Yeah, I saw it on cable or Blu-ray. I forget at this point, but yeah, not in the theaters. Yeah, and also the fact that you say you haven't seen the original makes me think we should do a podcast on that one. Yep. <laughs> nope. Oh. Rob Schneider. Oh Yeah. So I also heard this movie is one of the few that if you saw in 3D, it was actually worth it. The whole they use the height of the, the tower and everything to good effect. So nice, yeah. But the, the slow mo shots, the slow mo. All right, well, we'll get into it. Uh, we're gonna list our seven items we want to talk about <laughs> for you, good or bad. How they stand out to us. So my number seven here is uh, kind of the be- the beginning and um, no, uh, it's Hux. This is going back to Last Jedi I Hate. The guy who played Hux plays the dork nerd guy with the weird eyes in this, and he bugs me in this just as much as he does in Star Wars. So, yeah, but he's, negatives. he's a victim in this one. Yeah, but he's still clammy and just gross, and and he's Hux. That's why. But we saw <laughs> this a week after Star Wars, and he's still on my mind. So Negative. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it this guy i think i like this that actor maybe i won't like ex machina now i liked him in that but probably won't anymore after star wars just saying <laughs> probably won't like harry potter anymore even though it's his dad doesn't matter or harry braveheart potter. or braveheart oh maybe i'll like braveheart <laughs> anyway i don't i don't like that that character he was too just bleh, clammy and just it was sad too he's like a beaten puppy but i don't like him it sucks so that's my number seven. Who doesn't like a beaten puppy? <laughs> All right. Well, tell us your number seven, Alex. My number seven is that, yeah, the helmet stays on. So everybody keeps their damn helmets on. All the judges. They're supposed to be justice incarnate. Not the girl. Well, because that interferes with her telepathic abilities. Oh, okay. And she's hot. Yes. <laughs> and she's hot. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah. Serious. Carl, Carl Orban. Puts on uh, his finest scowl, as usual. Hollywood's finest scowler, as I've said many, many times. Yep, that's true. 
And uh, it's always difficult for an actor to, you know, cover the top of his face and just act, you know, with a helmet on and just to see his on instinct. Stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's stuff without being expressive, without having expressive eyes, because that's where most of the emotion comes from. But he did a really good job. Yeah, dread. I, I so I, I agree with you. I don't have this on my list, but I agree with you. And the uh, it always bugs me in movies when they take off their masks so they can just see the actor's face. Like Top Gun, they're <laughs> they're yeah. flying, they're pulling their four or five Gs. Let's well, take off the mask so we can see Tom Cruise's pretty face. Like, come on. Or that guy in Saving Private Ryan, and then it gets his head blown off. There or the guy, every guy in Starship Troopers, and then he gets his head blown off. People in various zones of danger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number seven. Uh, number seven is also the helmet never comes off. Yeah. And uh, basically everything Alex said, but just to elaborate a little bit, it was a big thing in the comics, oh, the graphic novels, that the helmet never comes off. So it was kind of complete bullshit in Sylvester Stallone was Stallone adaptation that the helmet comes off in like the first 15 or 20 minutes, if not sooner. Uh, but they stuck to things in this. And yeah, again, Carl Urban, he's a very fine scholar mm-hmm. and he pulls it off with a plum. Very fine. So does he sleep with the helmet on? Good question. I think, <laughs> no. I think, I think they might show him without the helmet, but they never show his face. Correct. They'll like, yeah, try different things like angles and whatever else to block, but you never see him. So even when it's it's uh, quitting time and he's going to the happy hour, he has to have his helmet on. I don't think they show that. Yeah, they don't. He's, he's always on duty. They don't show him going down to the bar for a couple of brews. And if he does, I'm sure he's still in full uniform. <laughs> All right, but he has the mouth open. That's the one thing. You know, he can still drink with that on. Mhm. All right. Uh, my number six is. God damn it! I just noticed that number one on my list is that he keeps the helmet on the whole time. I don't even know my own goddamn <laughs> list. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's the best thing in this movie. Do, do we mention? Did somebody mention Gears of War? No. The helmet thing in that. So in all three, there's the Carmine brothers. Oh, yeah. They always keep them And they're on. the only ones that keep their helmets on. And they keep getting shot in the head and killed. <laughs> where oh. where the, the main characters never go with a helmet and they're fine. Yeah. Well, not fine, but they don't get shot in the head. Well, they don't got time to bleed. They don't. Um, all right. My number six is the old school action. This feels like an 80s Predator, Robocop. Just sci-fi, but not afraid to show the gore, the blood, the random, just awesome violence so that's it probably should be higher on my list but i have other things i want to put there but i just love that we don't get that that much anymore so that's my number six mm. alex kind of goes along with what you just said jeff but it i like that the the premise is simple but it, they just execute it so well it's just the cop goes over there the deal kind of goes a little sideways <laughs> and now they have to kill everybody Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might have a little more like to say I about said. this for the analyst. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, yeah, simple premise, but the execution is just so good, and they they layer it just right, so it's not like uh, unbelievable. Out of the, you know, it's in context, it's believable within the movie. So every, motivations are clear, and you know. Yeah, like kind of low stakes. Uh, wasn't like they had to save the whole city or the world from blowing up. Seriously. Yeah. That's the nice. building kind of doesn't explode. Very, yeah, just a very sh- kind of street level, although they go like 200 stories up, but <laughs> very street level story. Yeah. Even if it is in the future. Mm-hmm. That would be the one negative of all these, of these Marvel DC movies is like every single time the world's going to just die. It's like, ugh. Can't like Superman just like get a cat out of a tree or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's dead, right? <laughs> no, he's back. Oh, <laughs> but um, all right. I don't know where we are. I already lost track. Scott, number six. Uh, number six is we've already kind of talked about him, but Carl Urban. Uh, this is 
near perfect casting <laughs> just to have him mug and stick his chin out for the entire movie, but still make the character, that character likable and emote through all that. It was actually some pretty solid acting. Um, even if he doesn't have to show a huge range of emotion, but mm-hmm. there are a couple of points where, uh, he hits some, some good, uh, like humorous beats, like him shaking his head or like kind of cocking his head a little bit or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it all works. Uh, I had hoped that they would have come out with a sequel for this already and have him cast again, but yeah, yeah. might be too late. Yeah. That doesn't look like that's going to happen. Although I heard about a, a TV show or something like that. Mm. Yeah. I heard that too. I think maybe Jeff was even telling me about that. Yeah. That's rumors anyway, and they're trying to get him. I think they'll only do it if he comes back. And he's done TV, so he do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he should just do it. Um, all right, uh, my number five is I do like the little. So it's it's flat out action, you know, futuristic action movie. But I like the little sci fi twist with the girl psychic. Um, I just like that little little extra twist there. It's not quite. Like I'm trying to think like Minority Report or something, but just a little bit. Um, and I like it in the yeah. sequences, like the way in which he's tapping into uh, some of them are funny, like when they're in the elevator with the guy, the prisoner, and he's thinking about reaching for your gun. <laughs> now he's changed his mind, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it kind of follows with what we've said about magic, how things with kind of the, the lower level magic, or in this case, technology, or future sci-fi uh it it just plays better when you don't have to like explain it like in star trek so you know uh like game of thrones uh, there's not a whole lot of magic going on for the, at least the first four or five seasons uh, but you know that it's there and it kind of ha- enhances the whole world yeah, same thing here mm-hmm. i would say mm-hmm. yeah i agree and then the yeah, I just like it when they do. I'm starting to think. I think Looper has a little bit of that in it too. So, um, that good Ryan Johnson movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't want to keep ragging on Star Wars. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, no. Uh, so the, yeah, just that. I, I, her character. She's obviously a, a cute young girl, but just the, her. I just like the way they played. And the one time when the guy was trying to like mess with her later on, and then she flips it back around on him. Just really cool. So that's my number five, Alex. My number five is all the future gadgets. They don't show a lot, but uh, the the different ammos on one gun on one clip is pretty cool. The little grenade that he changes modes on it on his wrist to activate it. Pretty neat. Yeah, incendiaries. Mm-hmm. And they didn't overdo it. I think they did it just right. Plus the uh, the timer that's hooked up to spoiler alert. To Cersei's wrists and stuff, to her heart rate and everything, it claws right into her. And even Hux, his eyes were weird, but they weren't like overly there. Like you can only really tell when you kind of thought they were like a little weird from a distance, but when you got into the close up, you could say, "Oh, okay, they're like artificialized." Mm-hmm. That was He's neat. got artificial eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Or was this the urge of following that one up? Uh, <laughs> That song, that is. Uh, okay, so my number five, right? Yeah. Uh, the kind of the subgenre that's on play here, which uh, is still, at least to me, pretty fresh. Uh, so this came out a year after the Raid Redemption. Um, almost the exact same premise, uh, but it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the the idea that. Uh, a small group of people are locked in a building and have to fight their way through the entire building. Uh, and it's just insane action sequence after insane action sequence. Uh, then I, I think that there's room for a lot more of those <laughs> and it hasn't quite happened. There've been sequels to the, the raid movies. Um, and they've been kind of similar things. Like I haven't seen it, but I heard the green room is really good. Mm. Um, that is a kind of a similar premise. Uh, but yeah, just the, the idea that they have to fight their way through this whole massive building. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the villains are on the top. That's uh, a very kind of video game esque 
uh, feel to it. You just got to go level by level. Um, what what was the name of the the Bruce Lee movie where he has to go up like the Tower of Death or something like that? Or Game of Death. Oh, that was the Game of Death. Game of Death, yeah. Uh, like that premise is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to see more of it. I know it's not the same as The Ray, but I guess the only thing that we've had that's kind of like that lately would be like the John Wick movies, where just violence, action scene after action scene. I know it's not leveling up in a building. But. Right, but yeah, they're just, yeah, just mowing through like one like small group versus a huge group and, mm-hmm. and moving on through uh, different kind of different set pieces, I guess, for, for John Wick. But uh, yeah. yeah, I want to see more of it. And the sci-fi doesn't hurt either. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, kind of following up. This is, this is my number four, following up on the tech. I just like um, – his gun is cool in general, but the one – the hot shot moment pretty early on in the movie that kind of sets up that you know what this movie's going to kind of be and shoots a freaking – I don't know what it's like a flare slash plasma cutter. I don't know what he shoots in the guy's mouth. Anyway, it says hot shot, shoots something in the guy's mouth, and his head explodes after it glows for a while like a jack-o'-lantern. It was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hot shot. <laughs> Part two. I wish you would have done it twice. It's <laughs> so my number four. Uh-huh. Alex, number four. Uh, Scott already talked about my number four, which is Carl Urban. Just fits the part. He's great in this. Cool. And I, ho- I hope he does more dread. Me too. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott? Uh, my number four is the gun. Okay. Uh, it falls in line with Alex's gadget thing, uh, but specifically the gun, um, how it keeps track of all the different ammos, and he just switches, and it has the the protection, which becomes, or the like, the biometric protection, mm-hmm. which becomes a big plot point uh, toward the end. Uh, just looked cool, it sounded cool. At no point did, was it like, like it didn't feel plastic or goofy, like like other sci-fi. Uh, fifth element comes to mind with that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it worked. It's his only side piece, and it, it kind of helps to kind of uh, lampshade the fact that they kill a bajillion people in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's a future gun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. You, you don't have to worry about like twenty-seven clips of ammo that he would have needed normally. Oh, okay. I see what you're talking. Yeah. About. <laughs> I thought you were saying because the future gun, they're not really dead. Uh, no, 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 they're dead. <laughs> All right, uh, my number three. Uh, you guys have heaped tons of praise on Carl Urban, and it's deserved. Now I'm going to heap praise on uh, Lena Headey. Cersei Papa. was awesome. <laughs> Cersei was awesome in this. She plays a bad guy, bad girl, so well, and just her look. Um, you know, she's a, she's an attractive woman and. She does not look attractive in this movie at all. She's got those teeth and her scar, and just she's such an asshole. And, uh, I thought she was a good villain in, in this. Mm. So I like her and everything. I would need to go back and watch Sarah Connor Chronicles. I can't find it anywhere though. I heard it's it was terrible. Good. Is it? Yeah, it's not good. I heard a lot of people say it was pretty good. It was not. Yeah, it was a lot of people are idiots. Well, that's true. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how to take this. If, if Alex says that it's terrible, I know I'm, either it really, really, really is terrible, <laughs> or you just got to go the opposite way with it. Yeah. I do remember watching the first episode, and it was terrible, but <laughs> eh, it's worth going. Lena, Lena Headey, Summer Glau. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of her, but uh, really, yeah, and the lap. Other sci-fi space movies, she kind of annoyed me. But, eh. Firefly and Serenity. Yes. So anyway, Cersei was awesome in this. Um, uh, Alex, number three. My number three is just a great... Usually when they put like CGI blood and stuff like that in movies, it just feels off. And it feels like tacked on and stuff. But in this one, it worked beautifully. It was very... Especially in the scenes with slow-mo and stuff. I mean, of course, <laughs> they had to use it in those scenes. But even in other ones, it's almost hard to spot. Because they use they do use a lot of squibs and uh, other practical effects. But they add in just enough CG blood and gore 
in there just to give it that little extra touch. Like they don't go overboard when it go when it comes to like the practical effects. So good use of that. Yep. I I, I agree. I may have a little more to say about this in my next one. Scott. Uh good and bad violence. So I'm I'm always happy to have an ultraviolet movie, which just was uh oh, most of it Scott likes ultraviolet. Violent. Oh. Violent. Oh. Uh, yeah, there is a ton of violence, and most of it looks good. Some of it, though, not so much. Like, they went over the top of the CGI to, to do certain things, like show a guy getting shot to the face. Um, and what? I realized... I'm not going to really shoot Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I realized <laughs> that, they did, that, that that is a difficult uh, practical effect. <laughs> but uh, the end result... It was goofy, and that happened a couple, couple points in the movie. Um, took me out of it a little bit. I mean, took me out of this futuristic sci-fi movie with, with robot guns and slow motion jokes. But uh, yeah, it still stood out. It was uh, a lot of good stuff. Didn't hold back. Um, while there was gore, um, it never felt like other than the guys getting thrown off and hitting the bottom. Oh, yeah. None of it ever really <laughs> felt like gross. Yeah. So they they kept it more of an like an action type more than a horror, I guess. Mm-hmm. Horror. Oh, I felt there was a couple. Like maybe it was the falling scenes, but there was a couple scenes where I remember like, oh, you don't really see this that much anymore. A little. I don't know. But maybe it was just like I said, the falling ones. Oh, when that other where they spoiler alert, the crooked judge. <laughs> and Dread only has one type of ammo left, and it's the high explosive. Oh man, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> has to go against like some sort of convention, but I don't know, maybe not. It's Mega City One. Who cares? <laughs> All right, um, my number two, and it's the drug effects. Um, just thought that was just really awesome in this with uh. The sparkles and the slow mo, and mainly just the, the, the combination of the two. I just thought it was really awesome. And I like the way they would use it when they're going to kill somebody. They would give them a hit so the death would last even longer for them. And uh, Jeez. I, yeah. I just thought Arch. it looked really cool. And just the, the colors, very vibrant, and, you know, made me want to do the drugs. <laughs> uh, so there it is, the drugs. Alex, number two. My number two is the aforementioned dirty judges that come in. You think they're back up and then they're just gonna, they're all gonna split a million dollars. <laughs> and that's awesome that Dredd just uh, is, is talking to the lead, the lead dirty judge on it. A million dollars split four ways. Well, <laughs> three ways now. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so uh, cool. Then like he like they're... gun butts and right in the throat. Oh. Gross. That was a oh, gross scene. Yeah. I don't like the throat shots. Now, I like the scene where the girl judge is like, yeah, when I find her, if she trusts me, then I'll just shoot her in the back. If she doesn't trust me, then I'll shoot her anyway. And then she yeah. doesn't know that she's a psychic. So she walks <laughs> yeah. up to her. Bam! I'm your backup. Put your gun down, rookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scott, number two. Number two is also the slow-mo. Uh, everything you said, Jeff, and... Uh, I, I liked how it was part of the plot in the story, but it wasn't the like the Uber drug drug that turns people into like the Hulk or whatever. It was just kind of a like a side sci-fi thing to, to kind of flesh out the world and add some cool effects. Yeah, it's I agree. It's just how drugs they're recreational drugs. Yeah, yeah they're not. Yeah. They're not the, uh whatever you call it, whatever made Captain America, Captain America, the serum, and yeah, it's just... Or vitamin K. Whatever Bane has. Yes. Yeah. Venom. Bane! Oh. Right. I just remembered that. And the Dark Knight Rises, he doesn't have the drugs, huh? Uh, not really. It's more like painkillers because he's in constant uh, oh, that's right. He's agony and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe it is Venom. Who knows? So, I mean, yeah. it's helping him out a little bit because it's like, Making him like strong because he's not feeling pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving him a high voice. Yes. 
Do you feel in control? Batman. All right. Uh, my number one, which I totally forgot, was Helmet On. I loved it. <laughs> you guys already talked about it. Um, so not much, nothing else to say there. Just if I, more credit to Carl Urban for, you know, not having to like whine. Oh, my need, they need to see my pretty face. Like, nope. <laughs> we don't need to see Stallone's pretty face. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Alex, number one. My number one is just a fast-paced action. It was great. And well it, it was fast-paced, but it was also it took it took time to breathe at points, so it wasn't too much. It was the whole movie was very well paced. So yeah. Alright. Scott. Uh my number one is the Yeah, sorry. Is the Mega Tower? Uh, it's a great setting. Uh, it kind of uh, it's basically what ties in the all the different parts we've been talking to together in this movie. Um, just goes up from, from bottom to top, and really for three quarters of the movie, it looks a, pretty much the same. <laughs> just going through all these kind of ghetto uh, floors. In the ghetto, in the ghetto. Uh, just, just love the set piece and the fact that, yeah, they, they don't travel anywhere. Like it feels like they cover a lot of ground, but they don't really go anywhere. Uh, it's like a nice change of pace mm-hmm. from these action movies where they're traveling the globe or, uh, Oh, he's running. Where do you think he'll go next? I'm betting Taipei. Yeah. It's kind of a, a nice throwback to like a diehard. Yeah, there it is. No, we should watch that. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard good things. Oh, God. <laughs> Hans. Bubby. Bubby. All right. Good list, gentlemen. Uh, let's rank it. I will go first. And oh, I, I've had a tough... This is... I got to give it a six. I love it that much. Um, this is probably one of the more recent movies that I would have as a six. Probably in the last five years. I... Bought it recently on Blu-ray. I've watched since I bought it. I've probably watched it three or four times. Um, we'll see over over time if it holds up there. But for right now, I got to keep it there. Six for me. Alex. Oh, it's tough. Whoa, I'm gonna. Damn it. I'm gonna have to go six. Almost a seven for me. But I, it's six. If it's not a definite seven, then I can't. I can't put it up there. Good logic. I like it. Uh, Scott. Uh, looks like we're going sign of the devil here. Ooh. Uh, I will also give this a six. Uh, just immensely watchable. There's not really many slow points in this. Um, and when they when there are, there's always a payoff at the end of it. So, yeah, six. All right. Good job, guys. And I forgot to mention it. There are scales one through seven for your new listeners out there. Yeah. Um. All right, so now we're going to do our crossover list. Uh, top five future cops. Future cops. There we go. Sci-fi, future cops. Oh, we don't know the difference. Um, so we'll get into it. Uh, my number five, and this one I, I'm, I remember being cool, but it's been a while since I've seen it, is the weird cops in THX. 1138 or 138. I don't even know the real title of that goddamn movie. But those silver faced, they almost look like uh, T1000 when he's in his his liquid metal form. Mm. They just look really cool and just the uh, uh, it sucks. They're you know they're keeping the people down and everything in the movie. But I just thought they were really cool uh, looking. And like I said, I'm going off memory. I, it's which been in forever since I've seen that movie. But that was one of the first things that popped in my mind, so I had to mention it. That's my number five, mm. Alex. My number five is Jean Claude Van Damme and Time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> that mullet cannot be beat. Enough said. It's from the future. Future mullet. Yeah. So I forget. Was it his past self with the mullet or his future self with the mullet? His future self with the mullet. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hope his past self was like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? Or they were doing splits. What the fuck? Hey, wasn't... Oh, man, I hope it doesn't spoil. Wasn't there like a Time Cop Jackie Chan version movie? 
there was a Jet Lee weird oh, yeah, like the, parallel dimension. Yeah, the one. The one. No, not that. There was. No. Well, there was Super Cop with uh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> I think that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the future. He was just so awesome that I thought he was Future Cop. All right. Uh, future Cop. Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is uh, long list. Uh, number five is the Demolition Man, John Spartan. Oh, this nice. one's kind of cheating because yeah. he's, a, he's a past man, but then he becomes a future cop. Yeah, here she is. He, I left him off my list for that technicality, but I, I agree, he's awesome. But he's not technically a future cop. The Hoka Chunka. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're on the bamboo. Yeah. All right, because yeah, the rest of the cops suck in the future. <laughs> They're all stupid chiefs. Like, mm-hmm. even in the future, there's like a stupid chief. I guess Sandra Bullock was cool. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Bratt. Um, okay, my number four, <laughs> and, and this is more like bumbling, but just because I love this movie so much, I'm going with the Fifth Element cops. <laughs> slash army guys, whatever they were, militia. The they're, you know, technically I guess Bruce Willis. Yeah, all right. Bruce Willis, the main character is a future cop, so therefore he wins. Mm-hmm. I what? He was like special forces. And yeah, the army comes was, back to get him. Yeah, I thought he I was a cop you're, too. I don't know where you're getting cop out of this. I thought he was a cop. No, all right, fine. Military guy. He's a cop, <laughs> you idiot. All right, I take it out. Replace because I have honorable mentions. Then I'll go with um, Tom Cruise and Minority Report. Okay, there you go. All right. It is definitely future cop. Right. With the future GUI. Yeah. Yeah. His real superpower. So, and then not just Tom Cruise, all the other guys. At one point, they're flying around with jetpacks and trying to grab each other's eyeballs. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. And then it shows happens. Tom Cruise sprinting. Yes. Yep. He does run. All right, Tom Cruise, Minority Report. Alex, number four. My number four, I'm going with a deep, deep 80s cartoon cut with uh, Brave Star, the Native American space cop from the future. Brave Star. Yeah, I remember watching that as a kid. I was enamored with it. It was so cool. I remember cops, but I don't remember Brave Star. Oh, Brave Star was old and very obscure. He had a horse that he rode on, but it also became like a anthropomorphic horse, and it walked up on two legs. <laughs> it was weird. It said no it relation to Silverhawks, did it? Say what? It said no relation to Silverhawks, did it? No relation, but it was in the same era. I think Silverhawks ran longer than Brave Star. But Brave so like Star, when it, when he when he needed like extra strength or speed or something, he would go strength of a bear, and then he'd be stronger or speed of a cheetah and then he'd run faster so he was basically like shazam yeah except not all the time he'd have to actually say that and then he would get one power at a time oh, okay yeah <laughs> look okay. at pictures of it now it's ridiculous i should watch some of these again <laughs> i bet they're terrible i bet they always were scott number four <laughs> number four is uh john preston uh, future cop trying to suppress all emotions in oh nice Ethereum. also a very good sword fighter yeah he goes for the ball yeah I agree I may have this on my list a little higher up. Uh, some, some gun foo little higher gun kata isn't that what it's called gun kata yes mm-hmm. cleric Grammaton Kirk. Alright. Well, I guess going to match my number three was Cleric. <laughs> the Clerics. That's that just him. I mean, all. I wasn't really trying to spe- name specific guys. It was more like. Uh, uh, force. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, we've already done an episode on that. But yeah, it's awesome. And Scene Bean dies. He does. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Talk about equilibrium. Whoa! <laughs> I think I mentioned it. This is the movie all about guys with beards without beards. Were you guys there for my brilliant statement I said at Roby's house that one time? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, 
this this is how long ago it was. It's like I didn't really know who Sean Bean was. I didn't know who Christian Bale was, and Robert the Bruce. So all, but all I knew them from other movies. And so in every other movie I saw them, and they all had beards. Like this movie's all about guys with with beards without beards. And Ruby just Roby just looked at me and shook his head, and I think he wanted me to leave, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, did you pick up Christian Bale had a beard and uh, Rain of Fire? That's what I was. That was la- that's what I was talking about because that's the only thing I'd seen him in before this. <laughs> not Newsies, not Newsies, not Empire of the Sun or anything like that. So. Okay. Maybe I had seen him in um, American Psycho. That was probably before this, but I didn't remember. Okay, uh, Alex, number three. I know three is another Carl Urban vehicle. He actually did a one season of a TV show called Almost Human. And he was partnered up with a, a cyborg with uh, art, with actual artificial intelligence. So that's why he was, like, looked down on. Okay. So I can't believe cyborg, he the cyborg, the cyborg was looked down on and Carl Urban was looked down on? Uh, I think nobody wanted to be his partner. Oh, no, they're required to have a synthetic – that's what they call them, a synthetic partner. But he always, like, chucked his out the, out the car door and destroyed him. So they gave him one that had an actual, you know, personality and AI. So he they, felt like a dick when he pushed him out the car door. <laughs> no, they became yeah. friends by the end of the season. Uh-huh. Kind of. But yeah, that one had, uh, it seemed like a very big budget. And I don't think it had enough numbers to go more than one season because it's not on the air anymore. But it's a good show. I'd give it a watch. I'd recommend. Mm-hmm. Wait. <laughs> what do you mean you'd give it a watch? I'd or give Netflix it a uh, yeah, I'd give it another watch. Okay, <laughs> but if I were you, I'd give it a watch. Okay. Yeah, I just assume Alex hasn't watched anything we talk about, and he just makes shit up. <laughs> it's pretty. It seems like a pretty safe. Uh, <laughs> no, it's assumption. a real show. I'm telling you. All right, Scott, number six, three. Uh, my number yeah. three is um, so there was a sci-fi show. On Almost Human, Sci-Fi Channel called Eureka. Uh, Sledgehammer. It's called Eureka. Oh yeah, I love that uh, show. It it was kind of a uh, Crisis of the Week type sci-fi show. It was pretty light, uh, but the the premise of the show was that this guy comes to the super secret like <coughs> government-run high-tech town where all these super advanced experiments are going on. And he winds up being like the sheriff of the town because he's just like a normal guy and he's able to like get past everybody's like super smart bullshit uh, to keep everybody safe uh, for the most part. Um, but Jack Carter as uh, the character, um, Colin Ferguson, the actor. And this is something that I uh, like every almost every week I'd go over and watch this with my dad. Uh, kind of a soft spot for the show. Um, it was just a fun show. It was a fun character. Um, the idea that the there's this normal guy having to deal with all these super geniuses all the time. Uh, so yeah, Jack Carter from Eureka number three. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, I never saw. It. I remember seeing commercials for it, like during Battlestar, I think. But yeah, I never watched it. All right, my number two, Triceracop. <laughs> Triceracop, you're the best partner anybody's ever had. So while he is a dinosaur. <laughs> he is, he's kind of in the future. I don't know, there's time travel involved, so I think that just everything involved in that movie is futuristic. Yeah. Um, no matter what, it's allowed by me. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> Triceracop. Laser raptors, for Pete's sake. <laughs> That's true, so. You can't beat it. It's the best punny character ever created. <laughs> and uh, there it is. Alex, number two. My number two is the Green Lantern Corps from the DC Comics. Oh, that's a good one. That's pretty solid. They each have a super, a super powerful ring. They control their own sectors. Although Earth has multiple Green Lanterns, so I don't know. I guess they're... Same time? Yeah, because usually there's just a lot of shit going down on Earth, more than on other planets. So they, yes. they have more than one. Like three, I think? Four, maybe? Uh, It gets a little fuzzy. Mm-hmm. But my favorite is uh, Kyle Rader, the guy that was an artist, and he has, like, super cool constructs with his ring. So. It's not uh, Guy Gardner? 
<laughs> Guy Gardner's nobody's favorite. That's yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He's pretty much a huge dick, but he's still the protector. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a very funny joke uh, on Young Justice where they're trying to pick uh, new members for the Justice League, and uh, Hal Jordan and um, uh, John, Stewart. John Stewart, thank you, are are talking, and then somebody says, "Isn't there like another Green Lantern?" We could we could always use another uh, another heavy hitter that uh, that guy Gardner and both Hal Jordan and John Stewart immediately go no. <laughs> You'd have to be in the comics. Anyways, for for like some of our listeners that, that they will laugh at that. Mm-hmm. All right. Th- thanks, Daniel, for laughing. <laughs> thanks, Daniel. All right, Scott, make us laugh with your number two. Uh, okay. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. Oh, that's only your number two? That's only my number two. Uh, so yeah, number two is the eponymous RoboCap. Eponymous? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it's in his name. He's a robot cop. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Read a book, Jeff. That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it means that his... The, the name describes what Fucking it is. shithead. Now I don't care. Go. Move along. <laughs> I get you. Whatever, so, RoboCop. I don't feel like talking about it anymore. RoboCop is awesome. I asked what a word meant and you shit on me, so fuck off. I was going to explain it and then and then you're like, no, after, right? after you mock me for not reading the book. No, the, before that. Go to the tape. Yep. <laughs> Started it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, my number one is RoboCop. I want to talk about it as well. Alex, go ahead. Uh, my number one is RoboCop. Let me talk about it. <laughs> go for it. Uh, it's awesome. When I was a kid, like the cardboard cutout like captivated me, and my parents they were not ready for the level of violence this movie inflicted upon <laughs> my eyes, <laughs> which is amazing. I was just old enough to know that it was all fake and everything, but it was still really fucking scary, and it's still cringeworthy when Peter Weller gets it at the beginning. But he gets a new body. He's got a hollowed-out leg where he keeps his awesome gun. What more could you ask for? Penis? I guess, I, I guess a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. We may be doing a future episode on this, so I don't want to talk to you. But, but RoboCop is definitely... Maybe. The yeah. Best future cop, in my, in my eyes. Scott, number one. Uh, number one is Deckard... Uh, Blade oh, Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner. Uh, he's hunting down replicants. Um, so Harrison, I mean, Ford's... I'm still gonna allow, but is he officially a cop or a contractor? He's a cop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He hunts basically hunts people down in the future, which is I guess legal. Uh, well, I guess they don't think of replicants as people. So. Yeah, that sucks. At any rate, yes. Uh, Harrison Ford in his prime, uh, the awesome movie. Uh, although our opinions vary on that, um, yeah. So Deckard, without the voiceover though, without the narration, right? He's better without it. Just saying. No, you lost me at um that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Yep. I thought of him, but I don't like that movie, so I can't include him. Um, all right, good list. I have two honorable mentions. One, I, I almost put this on my list, is Beverly Hills Cop. Is he when, from the future? No, no, but when um, they bust down the uh, the stripper, that the, the guy was trying to rob the strip club, and the bosses come in and ask what happens, and... and uh, Eddie Murphy gives a whole spiel about how the cops are, they did everything. They're future cops. You must train them so well. They're, they're future cops. And then, <laughs> of course, they don't go along with the story. And then Eddie Murphy's like, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Future cop story was working, but. <laughs> so that's one I'll mention. The other one is when Alex mentioned the cartoon. And you guys may know this because you watched this stuff. It's a Japanese cartoon that Matt found on cable one day. And it's called Tank Police. <laughs> And oh, is that pet? No, that's not pet labor, is it? That's not pet. Uh, uh, that's okay. something else. 
Yeah, I think it's different. Tank Police. Oh, <laughs> Tank Police. I think that's what it was called. I don't know. And but the thing was, I think it might have been some like hentai thing too, because they they had these little like hexagonal like landmines, and when when people would drive over them, they just turned into giant dildos. Oh, Dominion Tank Police. Oh, I'm looking okay. at the dildo picture right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've heard about this uh, anime. I've never seen it. <laughs> it looks hilarious, though. Yeah, he like found it on cable, and then when he was talking about it in school, and then we went to his house and watched it one day, and it was terrible. And there was a cool song that went, Take Police! That's what I remember. <laughs> All right, any, any other honorable mentions? Uh, so that kind of in line with Alex, that uh, show Cops... Just short for like cybernetic officers, oh, yeah, yeah. something something, where like one of the villains was named like misdemeanor, like all the cops had. <laughs> that they, sounds like a He-Man guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all the cops had like they were all cyborgs one way or the other, and they had like different personalities. It was like a lot like GI Joe in that regard. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was the future. They were called cops. I did watch that a lot. All right, uh, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like esports. Sports? Yeah. Huh? O- Overwatch League is going on right now. All right. And uh, season one, it's it's pretty awesome. Like, I mean, I played a lot of Overwatch. I know Scott does. Jeff, uh, probably not as much as us, but you play a lot too. Yeah. Not as much as we used to, but you know, whenever we get the chance, jump in the game and see it played at such a high level on PCs. It's uh, sometimes when things get really hectic, it's a little bit hard to watch, but it's very impressive seeing these guys uh, play against each other. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it very much. Uh, by the time this airs, it might be like the the semifinals or the prelims. So uh, tune in on Twitch. So I mentioned in the chat, you guys. So I know the millennials and our kids, they love watching other people play video games. I, but you guys like that too. Like I find it so frustrating. Like so, I want to play the video game. Um, I, watch. I, I very rarely have gone out of my way to watch any of this stuff. Uh-huh. But like if I come across it, then I'll stop to watch some of it. So like mo- mostly just Overwatch though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've never really watched Counter Strike or like anything before that, uh, or like the fighting game stuff, um, like Street Fighter. Um, there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I like I like the competitive scene. I think it's uh it's coming up. There's there's a lot of a lot of money to be made nowadays, uh, and it's getting more more and more popular. So I like the competitive scene. I don't like watching just oh when people do like let's plays or they do a slow play of something. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not really that into like watching people like live stream or any yeah. of that stuff. Um, other than the games done fast or oh yeah, games done quick when they're doing those are those can be fun to watch. But those are awesome when they break the game. So they do like insane glitches that I'd never known. Or or just see people that are just fucking ridiculous at these games and just play yeah. them legitimately. Yep. Those are yeah. really fun to watch. I've seen a couple like speed plays or whatever and like they're castlevania and they're but i i it's cool but like after like 10 minutes at the most i'm just like yeah i want to play castlevania now like, <laughs> i have that I, like as a kid like it was sucked when you had your brother had to play and you had to watch was like i want to play and so but i know like that's a thing now everyone loves it that's they mentioned twitch and i guess the competitive stuff but i don't like video games enough yeah. to care too much about it like i've seen some of those korean kids play um like Warcraft or Starcraft or something. And it's amazing, but once again, like after a couple of minutes, I'm like, eh. I mean, for Firewatch, it helps that I, yeah, I put a ton of time into it so I can understand what's yeah. going on. Like, yeah. I understand, like, the strategies and, like, when people fuck up or do something really good, I'm like, oh, like, well, I don't get excited, but not that excited usually, but I can recognize it. And that's kind of entertaining. So it's like, into the triple Lindy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Plus, it's fun to watch these games because <laughs> the announcers are throwing out just like nerd references, just like we would. 
not just like we would. It's beyond us because I don't understand a word they're saying. Or maybe me. Maybe no, you not, guys might. not just in games, but they're referencing movies and stuff like that. Like one of them is like, oh, he's up there sniping like enemy at the gates. Ron Perlman, don't get close to here. I was dying. All right. Because like I said, I have watched every once in a while. And it's like, oh, and I play the game a lot. And I have no idea what he's talking about. So, but I know it's a huge <laughs> ordeal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cool. Well, for most of us, but <laughs> if you're interested you know, in the competitive scene, I'd give it a watch. Yeah. All right, well, it's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. the news? Sorry, sorry, I'm on the list here. Um, I just flipped spot mm-hmm. over. Um, so, just a few things here. Uh, for anybody that was interested, um, we we talked a little bit about it before, but Shazam finally has a release date uh, or a scheduled release date. I don't even know if they started filming yet, so it might be ambitious. But uh, April of 2019. DC trying to it. rush something out? No. Yeah. So they came out with the whole DCEU. I think that's what it's called now. Uh, and it kind of, it's kind of fallen flat. But they're still moving ahead with the Shazam movie. And as the Zachary Levy Levi from Chuck um, is going to play uh, Shazam, and then a bunch of names that I don't recognize, uh, but they're trudging forward with them. God bless them. <laughs> so I mean, well, hopefully something good comes out of this. Uh, wait, so. uh, waiting on our our second good uh, DCU movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's Black Adam, but we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? And then at the other end of the spectrum is Avengers 4. We mentioned it previous podcasts, but the uh, the current trailer for it is boner-inducing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they, they just wrapped, I guess, and they uh, had a wrap cake, a special cake made for the wrap party. Um, so just real quick... Um, if anybody's interested, Google like Avengers 4 wrap cake. Uh, this thing is fucking awesome. Uh, I recommend Jeff and Alex do it as well. Do it right now. Yeah. So yeah, knock so yourselves out with that. They wrap for both the movies, right? They filmed like the parts one and two at the same time? Uh, from what I understood, there was no longer going to be a one and two. Oh, you're shitting me. There's, they're, they're, they have uh, plans for five. And it might tie in very closely to four, but this is no longer like a two-parter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Because I think it's coming out next year already. Really? Yeah. I mean, awesome. That's true. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't know if it's necessarily part two of this, but I'm pretty sure the next Avengers is only a year after this. Okay. One. I think they kind of sweet. Um, it was the Justice League that was supposed to be a two-parter that they yeah. stopped. Well, but I mean, initially it was supposed to be like the Infinity Wars 1 and 2. Yeah. So like I said, that might not be the same, but I know they've already filmed a lot of it and it's scheduled okay. to come out next, okay. like 19. Is, so we have 18 and 19. Yeah. And just to uh, reiterate, they are keeping the, the title of the next Avengers super secret because I guess it's a huge spoiler. <laughs> the search for Spock. <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> Qui-Gon's Noble End. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Avengers Noble End. Um, oh, so that the Avengers Noble End. Yeah, not Tony Stark or Captain America. Nope, all of them. Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> they're all they're all gone except for Ant Man. Yay! <laughs> and that's only because he got super tiny and ran away. Uh, and then a, a quick review on something that I'm actually playing right now. Uh, there is a RPG for the Switch called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I still don't know <laughs> if I even like this game or not. I put, <laughs> I put in a considerable amount of time um, into this game already. Some, I'm somewhere like 40 hours in, although I don't know how far I actually am in the game. There are things about it that I really like, some things about it that I really just have a hard time fathoming why they would choose to make the game that way. Uh, but you know, it, it, it does feel really good like playing it on a handheld like this. Cause it is like a, it is a current gen RPG. 
Um, and it kind of shows off what the, the switch can do, uh, like fully full voice acted. Um, you know, the graphics are cool for the most part. Um, I recommend it if you're into JRPGs, um, or if you're just looking for something meaty on your switch and you don't mind RPGs. Uh, although you might have some of the same complaints that I do with it. Uh, and that's basically all I wanted to talk about. Uh, Jeff, Anything you wanted to chime in with? Just, just a couple quick, like what I've been watching. I finished Black Mirror season four. I think it's season four. Um, if you like Black Mirror, I think you'll like this season. It's just some good episodes. There's some bad episodes. Uh, not to say bad, but just sometimes they're hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alex was saying like all of it's hard to watch, mm-hmm. um, which I, I can agree with, but I still like it. And then um, I was actually watching the Planet Earth. Two documentary is now on Netflix, so I've been watching that, and that's pretty crazy. There's a just one thing I want to talk about is season or episode six or seven. It's actually like how animals are living in urban environments, and uh, I don't know if you know this or not. In New York City, peregrine falcons like kind of rule the skies there. Oh yeah, they hit down <laughs> the pigeons. To... Yeah, they hit the pigeons and stuff. That's so cool. I didn't realize that. Do they talk about the catfish at all? Oh yeah, the ones that eat the bur- the pigeons as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fucking terrifying to me. <laughs> it is because it's not like those are small rivers. No, that means there's a shitload of catfish in those things. <laughs> uh, yeah, they talked about that, and then like in like Mumbai and stuff, how there's like get monkey gangs and uh, there's <laughs> actually like jaguars that come into the city at night. Holy some, shit! Yeah, jail. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. Sorry right, if you like nature, watch it. I, think... uh, I, I will say, I'm a kind of guy. I love the the mammals mainly. When it starts showing like a dancing bird trying to find its mate, it's like when I get, uh, I get a little bored. But yeah. any of the big stuff I like. So so just real quick, uh, going back to like the jaguar making its way into a city, uh, like out of all like wild animals, if one got loose in the middle of the city, like I that would would make me freak out the most. Like. If a I like, just not necessarily a jaguar, but like a big one of those big cats, yeah. Like a those bear things are Simpsons? fucking murder machines. <laughs> and they'll kill just to kill, and there's not a <laughs> you can't like you can't scare them away. Like <laughs> they want they want to come at you, they're gonna come at you. It's fucking terrifying. You're Jaguars roaming the city. Up, Jesus Christ! Open up your jacket and uh, make yourself look bigger. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just expose your yeah, expose your ribs so it has a good good <laughs> shot at you. Uh, I think I think it was uh, maybe it was Planet Earth. But they showed jaguars fucking killing alligators. Yes, by biting did. through their fucking skulls. <laughs> and those jaguars were huge too. It was like most things hunt the ducks or whatever, but not these things. Did you <laughs> yeah. see them like? bite something in the water like what the hell is that next thing you know he's just pulling this caiman out of the water like oh my god it's right through the skull that's that nature engineered them to bite through your skull that's (laughs) i can't imagine anything more horrible yeah again anyways birds dancing to get mates maybe yeah Yeah. (laughs) those are cool (laughs) birds trying to get laid i think it's worse yeah it was there were there were birds that were using just like human trash to make their nests to get laid and stuff. It's like they have zip strips and Pepsi wrappers. It's like, you idiots. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, speaking of birds, you decided to digress again. Welcome to Nature. I read an article this week about how there's these birds in Australia that start fires. <laughs> and not only do they start fires, but they've like been doing it for hundreds of years. Like they finally, like a group of scientists finally went out and like collated a bunch of data, and they figured out that these birds, they they see a fire, they'll grab like a twig or something like that, or uh, something that'll burn, and either carry it in their beak or their talons, and go fucking drop it somewhere else to like flush out prey. Bird demic is real. That's all I'm saying. Smart. <laughs> yeah. And they've been doing it for hundreds of years. This isn't like newly learned behavior. So God help us if these things ever make it across out of Australia. And of course it's fucking Australia, by the way. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like, oh, you, 
you survived the poison, have you? <laughs> well, here's fire. <laughs> There's a reason Carl Urban has that scowl on his face. Birds and fucking fire. <laughs> Alright, that's all I got. Uh, so if you like nature stuff, watch that. Alex, got anything? Nope. Alright, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.